Welcome to Nicole Zizi On Air, hosted by artist and designer, Nicole Zizi. Here we talk transparently about all things creative, from entrepreneurship, art, music, design, tech, sustainability, business ownership, and much more. Stick around to hear from creatives of all walks of life as they intimately share their experiences, tips, and advice. Welcome back to Nicole Zizi On Air. This is season 1.5 mini-series. Today we have Wendy Giovanna. Hi Wendy, how you doing? I'm good, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How have you been? What's new? It's been a year. <laughs> um, I've been good though, for the most part. Like, you know, when there's downfalls, it's also blessings. So you just have to learn and keep it moving. I definitely agree with that. 2020 was a year, quite a year. But it's 2021 now, so it's a new page. I mean, I feel like it's more of a continuing, but also like a, like a, not a rebirth, but in the beginning for sure. It's just a matter of perspective, in my opinion. Like, so you think it's continuing? I think it's a new slate. Yeah, 2020, you know, like it um, feels a lot, but I don't feel like that's over, mm-hmm. you know? I could see, I could see what you're saying. So can you explain what you do? Well, or I'm what fine. you enjoy to do? <laughs> Um, I call myself a multidimensional artist because I like to dip in different mediums. It just all depends on what I'm going through in my mood because I could go from painting and drawing to sculpting to producing an event. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. It just depends what my mood is in and what I need to be doing like, during that time. That makes sense. Um, I'm aware of your background with the 500s. I see you didn't mention that part. Well, I mean, the 500s falls, like, with Through event events. planning. Yeah, that's something that's forever. It's, like, 24-7 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, like, with Red, we started it back in 2013. And it's evolved a lot since then. Because before, it used to be kind of viewed as just a, a music blog. But in, for me, it's always been, like, way more than that. Like, the 500s is a community. It's not just a blog to submit your work to. Like, it's a community that creates safe spaces for creatives to circulate art, to circulate creativity. Like, we need that. And that's what we, that's our purpose, really, is just to keep that going, regardless yeah. if it's on, on the internet or not. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in the 500s? Funny enough, um, Red Light hit me up one day and he begged me to take a picture of um, the Broward County sign that was on the 95, right? I don't even fully remember why we took that picture, but it was the start of the file hundreds. And ever since that day, like, I've just been, yeah, I just hopped on board, <laughs> really. Um, we noticed that in that time, there was something missing more in Broward than Miami, which was like a place for artists to post their stuff, like post their music, and not be rejected because no one knows them. You know, so we had to fill in that void then, which then like expanded to all of South Florida, to then like all of Florida, and that we like cover artists like nationwide 
Mm -hmm. Like the on the ground is like is a community. It's not just Florida. It's not just South Florida. It's from New Orleans to California to New York to Houston to like it's everywhere. The on the ground is literally connected as far. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like underground artists. You know, we're always collaborating with each other. We're always, we're always ready to meet with meet new people, regardless if it's in your area, outside. And then with the internet, it's very easy to contact people outside of your own community. Yeah. But what's important is that we connect. Mm-hmm. I feel like as artists, that's probably one of our biggest cravings is connecting and creating and connecting some more like through our creations. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, definitely sharing ideas, being inspired by each other. Um, but basically that's how I got into the 500s like once that happened like once he took me in I was just like I love this for the community this is needed so mm-hmm. let's go and I've just I've been evolving with it since then so you're like a co-founder yeah yeah much. pretty much a co-founder um I'm wondering if that when you when they started the 500s Red and you if that was around the time we started the event series the creative district I believe so. Probably was either 2013 or 2014. I'm wondering how we even connected that way during that time. Oh, I want to say a name, but I don't want to give her any. So I don't want to give her any, <laughs> any spotlight on it. But um, I'm pretty sure that's how we connected. Um, shout out to the void. Oh yeah, I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, shout out to the void because that's definitely around that time where people would be. Like, you know, we would at least gather there and connect. Mm-hmm. It was just the play. Um, but I want to say I really connected with you guys more with conceptual vaginas. So that was, what, 14? 2014? I always forget that. That was 2014. Yeah, for sure. It was one event, but we did, like, um, little pop-ups yeah. at other people's events. Um, yeah, that's when you guys were, like, doing a lot more events during that time. And that's when I started how do you how do you feel about um how rapidly like south florida specifically like outside of winwood like little haiti broward it's kind of like developing i feel like it's developing really quickly do you feel that way because i feel like over like five years i remember moving away and then it was like it was just a little bit of Winwood, and I came back when it was completely built, and then now, like, little Haiti's being built, like, built up, and a bunch of other, like, s- neighboring cities in yeah. South Florida. It's like the art grows regardless of the location, but what honestly bothers me is the fact how gentrified, like, these locations become because the art is growing there, mm-hmm. you know, so that's not, that's not fun to watch. Um, cis trunk is like basically that. That's the um, the art area of Fort Lauderdale. What's it right called? Right, cis trunk. Six trunk. Yeah. So cis trunk is known to be very hood, okay? But now you go by there and there's like condos being built. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they're getting that pushed out, making it all pretty or whatever. And then, like that's not fun to watch because the art is just used to profit yeah and it's like it's um, not always profitable to the artist mm-hmm. yeah definitely feel the same 
I was looking at spaces in um, just in general mm-hmm. in, in Miami specifically, um, and I was I was shocked when I heard Lil Hagi was being like used as like the it's gonna be like the next Winwood. Like I saw a space on and I I saw a space online and I looked it up on Google Maps and it was on Google Maps it's not even updated so it was just like an empty space and then a house a bunch of houses and then when I looked at the updated one like from the actual developers where it showed the building and then if you look up directly across it's just a bunch of houses like people that live there and I and I was thinking like yo like it's crazy but um, I did find out that they were donating like. You know, Haitians, we, we're very expressive about things that go on in the community and in the culture. Mm-hmm. So they basically protested it and they fought for a trust to be made for the people that live in the area for that little building that I was looking at. So that, that was pretty nice to see. I think um, that's something that we should definitely consider as artists to advocate for the places that are yeah. being developed up. It's crazy that we even have to say something like don't push the people that are already living here out. And if you are, at least, like, the issue with Florida, I feel like in New York, they have, like, um, controlled rent for the people that already live there. Like, if there's a building, say someone moved in there 20 years, they can still be paying that $600 that they've been paying for 20 years. But in Florida, there's no rent control. Yeah, it could just go up. Yeah, and then... That forces the people to move out. Um, It's not fun watching that happen and the art scene being used as a way to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's my only issue with the evolvement. But besides that, I love seeing the underground grow. Yeah. I love seeing Poison Lucy on the map. Like, because before it was just. Miami, Broward, West Palm, and then it would kind of stop. But now you hear stuff in Port St. Lucie, you definitely hear Tampa, um, you hear Orlando, Tallahassee has like a dope scene up there too. So it's just like, it's just nice seeing everyone, you know, getting more of a spotlight than just Miami. Mm-hmm. But before it was just, just that. <laughs> Do you feel like that has affected like um, your businesses and your art as far as? the things rapidly growing? I would say location-wise, because a lot of venues, you know, got taken out of the market. Um, Shout out to Hippie Haven now. They've been, they've been staying strong throughout mm-hmm. this whole shit. Um, they're actually like 10 minutes away from here. They are? Yeah, Hippie Haven. Are they normally open like every single day? Uh, the only days they're not open is Monday. Okay. Yeah. And then some select the holidays, but majority of the time they are open. Tuesday is actually their yoga day, or yoga night. So they have a whole private yoga session. I talked to um, I talked to one of the owners all the time on Instagram. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus probably, and um, it seems like a dope spot too. My sister vented. Um, she has a company called Be Adored Waste Beads. Okay. It's cool. I like that spot. Yeah, it's a very, it's a sanctuary mm-hmm. for us, really. You know, it has a stage. When you walk in, you don't expect it to look the way it looks on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been, like, a thing with them. Because Miami Warehouse is like that, too. That used to be more in um, Hialeah. 
the location now it's really it's a lot better and it's bigger and they're here to stay thank god yeah r.i.p lmnt yes <laughs> they turned into a furniture store y'all it's not even a furniture store now it's empty so it was really they wasted their money. It's vacant, yeah. It would have done better as a event space. Yeah, for those that don't know, that was like um, that was like another sanctuary for artists. Yeah. Musicians, yeah. all types of artists that record, showcase, all types of the stuff. Venue was so perfect for it. Yeah, they had like um, so many different sections. Like you had like the little gallery space, and they had like tons of square feet, like five thousand square feet, and just like recording areas. They should have never sold it. They could have been making if they were about money, that wouldn't have been a problem. I wonder what happened exactly, honestly. Cause I remember It was sold for two million. They yeah, it was sold for two million. Well, no wonder, because that weekend that they left, um the raw artist showcase was supposed to be happening there and they had to completely change everything last minute because they weren't aware of the fact that the venue got sold. That, I wonder, I don't know. Maybe it went into like foreclosure and it just was that's sold at auction. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, if it happened so fast. Yeah, probably, maybe. Um, so where do you, where do you, back to the file hundreds, where do you see that going for 2021? Since we had to take a break from events due to this whole shit. Um, I definitely want to get back into doing more private events. That way, it can still be, you know, I'm like saying COVID friendly because it sounds like inviting to COVID, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, not to, you know, not to So you said a little bit of blogging or no just blogging? A little bit. A little bit of blogging. Yeah, just a little bit. Not Highlighting? Like, not the full, not it be like the main highlight. Mm -hmm. It's not blogging. So honestly, like blogging gets very tiring. Um, even with like my content manager, I don't want her to feel like it's a job. Like it's, it gets tiring after a while. I don't want her to feel like that. Like, it's not fun. 
and as much as we do it for the artists and the culture, like it needs to be enjoyable for us too, or else it's not like it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it like classy but simple. Yeah, I I blog too, but I probably post like three or four times a year. See, there you go. Like, <laughs> three or four it's times. not centered on you just blogging. You having that pressure that like, you have to post something like mm-hmm. every month. You know? At least whatever a kind like a a post that actually um is like written three or four. Um, if it is like about like, or I'll just post a blog of like an update, like hey, I'm doing a pop up or how the pop up went, mm-hmm. but yeah, nothing that's really that. like um super descriptive. Like when you have to share a flyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've seen that. Yeah. Um, and like that can go on your site and look what you have going on as far as like what you're making. Mm-hmm. And what it's like made out of and what it entails. Like yeah, like the I share um, process. Like if I'm in the process of showing something, making something, I'll share the process on the blog or like the new materials. The process is super interesting. You wouldn't think that you can make something out of, you know, certain um, objects. Mm-hmm. The, the chair you're sitting on me at an airplane. This? Yeah. Really? Right behind you, that little metal part, it's the airplane part. No shit. I oh, forgot, who's the artist that made it? Air Illusion. Air Illusion? Yeah, Air Illusion. Yeah. Air-lusion. That's cool. I want to collab with him. See, that's amazing. I love art for shit like that. Like, you can literally make anything out of anything. And mm-hmm. make everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I want to talk more about your artwork now. Okay. For those that don't know. Oh, you already shared. You're a painter. What What inspires your art? Because I was looking at it. It was, like, so much. It's, like, black and white and then color. And then, like, no. then there's, like, flowers. It's, like, five different styles in one. My shit's everywhere. I'll say that. Um, Definitely looks like a shroom trip or something. So, funny story is before I have ever even tried shrooming, I used to get that comment a lot. And I didn't really get why. Like, I got it. Like, it's trippy, but I didn't get why shrooms. Once I tried it and looked at my art, okay, like, I get it. <laughs> I completely get it. Um, it definitely has a, like, I'm obsessed with balance. So, it has a lot of balance of, like, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it has balance of what's like heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a mixture of everything because life is that. Mm-hmm. You know, life is just pure balance. Even when it tips on the other side, eventually it's going to tip back over because shit has to balance out. Mm-hmm. And that's the way art is. Well, my art it is. Like, it's just splatter of everything and nothing. Who's, who's your favorite artist? As you say, you kind of, you still influenced by. I would say it's a mixture of like Basquiat, Frida, Pablo Picasso. Yeah, it's those three really mixed together a lot because they open up the doors for my art to even, my type of art to even be existent, existing, but like, to even be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, living artist, definitely distorted, because she's like, 
breaking down doors right now. And so I was like, mad respect for her while she's still living, because that's something with Basquiat. No, for real, she definitely. Yeah. And she's only in her, what, like 20s, 30s? Yeah, she's in her, I want to say she's in her 20s. She's probably around the same age. Um, but something with Basquiat is that a lot of people from his generation do not know him. Our really? generation knows him. A lot of people from his uh, generation does not know him. What, what, that scares me. Okay, what, what, <laughs> what would his age be today? Because a lot of, I mean, I love Basquiat. Um, yesterday, Nadir, who we interviewed, also said Basquiat was his favorite. But he, I don't know. He's a lot of people's favorites. He really uh, mm-hmm. broke down the, the barrier child, like, of. Um, it's the child like. Um, yeah. He basically broke down the whole idea of you having to make a perfect art craft. Yeah. Like it have to be super detailed. Angelo, yeah. Like perfectly crafted. Yeah, like lifelike. To Basquiat doing from stick figures to numbers to scratches to just like random, you know, shapes here and there. It was just. It was hitting differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really broke um, the ceiling for a lot of us to be able to even touch it. Yeah, because not everyone can paint like Michelangelo. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I can't paint like Michelangelo. Like, honestly, <laughs> yo, he probably was painting for like 40 years before he actually started making paintings like that. Maybe. But yeah, Basquiat would have been 60. Yeah, okay, so a lot of people definitely don't. When I think about it, probably don't know. Like our parents' generation doesn't really know. But I think, um, do you think it was because they didn't support artists? Like, they don't support artists that much right now either. But like back then, it was just like. I feel like unless you were in like the underground scene then, like you didn't really, you weren't really connected in. Wasn't he an underground artist? For a while, yeah. When you're a street artist, that's basically what you are. Um, he came up when he started fucking more with um, Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. and it became more mainstream. That by time, by that time, he was already hooked on drugs. Well, yeah. Before that, he was uh, yeah. Was, remember the. He's a legend, though. He's a legend, though. Um. What techniques do you like to use in your art? What techniques? Mm-hmm. I would say right now, I like gluing. Gluing? Like collaging <laughs> like and stuff? Gluing. Um, I have a thing right now with texture. So I'm just like gluing a lot of stuff together. Um, my, my grandmother, she passed away on Earth Day really exciting <laughs> as far as to be able to channel your 
your grandparents or you said your grandma my grandma your grandmother your grandmother is um, talents I feel like if we try we can and that's something that she really did a lot um, more when she was more like healthier mm-hmm. um, it's a nice it's a nice wondered if I've, if I've ever channeled from my descended or ascended family members. I don't know. Have you tried? Uh, I have no idea how. That's the thing. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> like, um, I didn't even know my grandmother from my mom's side. So, like, I, I used to wonder, like, why do I like someone? Maybe that's one of those things that I just picked up, like, but I don't know, cause I've never seen her so, and I've never seen anyone else so. so for some reason, for some reason, I just um, wanted to do it. Mm. I have seen my mom like hand sew, but nothing like with a machine. You try it. Maybe it's just in your blood. Maybe. She did a lot of sewing too. Um, both my grandmothers did actually. Mm. Mhm. So it was cool. So what's it like running both the 500s and your art, your art, personal art? Like, how do you manage? What's it like dealing with artists and then you're an artist yourself? It can be stressful um, when it comes more to having an event ready and you know having to manage like the artists of different mediums come in and be ready prior to doors opening, like stuff like that. Cause as an artist, you would think that like, you just want to, you know, be there on time. You want to read what you need to have ready and just be ready. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with majority of artists. Like, I know, I kind of know that there's a lot of like, kind of like holding the hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to that, that gets a little stressful, but aside from that, it's pretty, it's a balance. It's a lot easier now um, that I have T, because she's the content manager, so she helps a lot with just having uh, our social medias like going without me having to be on top of her or anything, or me like scouting the artist myself. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot because as an artist I still need time to just focus on my creativity and that requires me not to focus on other artists you know I have to literally just like look at me and then feel what I want to change feel what I want to do and evolve I definitely feel you on like it being stressful and hard to manage when I was um starting Nicole's Dizzy Studio, I was also starting Artcom at the same time, and I was dealing with like 12, 15 different people, and like you said, you kind of have to hold their hands, and in my mind, I'm thinking if you're like an adult artist, 
you kind of, I think that, you know, you wouldn't have to do that. Like you already know what you want. You know how you want to get it done. You know how to meet deadlines, meet timelines. But it wasn't like that. So it kind of, in order, in order for me to be able to manage both, which it wasn't possible for me because I'm the type of person I don't like to, um, if I, I really wanted to focus on building my business and Artcom at the same, like 50-50. And well, Artcom, with artists, is kind of like you have to, I would have to have had um, spent 70% of my time at Artcom, doing Artcom, 30% of my business, which I don't think that would have, that wasn't what I wanted to do because uh, I feel like uh, in order to help other artists, you have to have helped yourself first. So that's why I decided to kind of like slow that down a little bit. Yeah. So awesome. We have good intentions, but like you said, at the end of the day, we can't help anybody if we're not helping ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't help put artists on if I'm not like. You already know. Myself, you already you know, know what the route is, you know, for artists. Yeah. So it's a balance. Would you see yourself collaborating with artist artists on your art, collaborating artworks? I don't think I've seen you do any yet. I'm very picky with it. I am open to it. It just depends, like what, like what it is and what's the purpose of it. Um, if our art like literally matches with each other, like yeah. Um, but sometimes people just say, "Oh, let's work," because they just want to work. Like it's like, what's the purpose of it? You know. Mm-hmm. So I am open to it. It just depends on what any for this year probably if i'm gonna keep that keep it on the low yeah (laughs) you'll see because we do have some stuff on the works like i am gonna be um like doing my own it's an exhibition this year um and that's gonna be featuring some collabs that i like we are working on Mm -hmm. so Nah, I'm excited now. Because I haven't seen you collab with, like, I don't think I've seen you collab with anyone. Have As you? an artist, mm, at least not in the past three years for sure. At least, I think the last, the very last one I did with someone like a canvas was actually Denzel. Denzel Curry. Oh, that's split. Yeah. Does he have it? I have it. Actually. You have it? Yeah, I think that's the last person, the last and first person that I ever did, like, uh, like, worked on the canvas together. That was, yeah, that was a minute ago. Do you have any favorite, um, styles of art to do, that you do? Like, style of art, that's favorite style? Or, like, portrait, or you just, like, abstract, like, or they're all equally the same, love? It really depends on like what I'm going through. I have phases. So sometimes I'll do just straight like paint abstract. Um, and then I'll go into the doodling type of abstract. Um, the doodling is where you'll find like just random shit everywhere. You know, you see dice over here, a question mark over there, a banana over here, a cat with three tails over there. Like, it's just super random. Um, I like that more than anything. Mm-hmm. It takes the more, the most energy to do, but it's the most fulfilling mm-hmm. one. It's just like super detail complex. On details on details on details. Like, but again, I would have to be, I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. 
Like I can't just on command like do something like that don't work like that. That makes sense. Uh, when do you plan on doing your your exhibition? Definitely by fall time. I haven't decided if I want to do something like springtime, but I know for sure, like my goal is to do something by fall time. The latest fall. Yeah, the latest fall time. Public or private? Both. Sounds dope. I'm super happy and excited for when yeah. you do that. Hopefully I'm in town. Look, I would love to do one in New York too. Yeah, you do travel nice. to New York. You yes. do travel to New York with Escape. And yeah, New York is definitely like a second home in America. Um, I would love to do an art show there. You definitely can though. You know that though. I will do an art show Yes, there. you will. I will. Might be 21, might be 21, <laughs> but I'm definitely going, going to do an art show there for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining my well, podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Definitely a pleasure seeing you. Great to see you. Um, where can people find you on social? If you're trying to find me, you can just search wendy.giovanna, uh, either on Twitter or Instagram, you'll find me. My website is also wendyjovana.com. It's more of an online store, but I'm transitioning it to be more of a gallery slash online store. So look out for that. And the following of this website is going to be probably up by the time this drops. So tune into that too. Thanks for tuning in to Nicole Zizi on air. Make sure to visit our website, NicoleZZStudio.com and Instagram, NicoleZZStudio, where you can subscribe to our list for updates on the show.